0: We'll we'll
1: export export export. A Hi folks,
0: if you're new here I'm Willie
1: and I'm Sarah
0: we're a musician and artist and we recently sold our suburban home to move to a tiny nearly 200 year old cottage on the Isle of Skye in the Scottish Highlands with our dog Jack Spaniels.
2: In this week's episode we go for our first wild swim since we moved to Skye right on our doorstep. Okay so we made it to our spot it's nice and deep in there so once we get accustomed to the water, we might do some jumping in. <laughs> We're wimps. Can you tell? I'm more of a wild paddler than a wild swimmer. So it's only because it's super, super hot. And the water just seems really nice. That I'm doing this. So let's give it a go. Ready?
3: Steady.
4: Right. And I'm going jumping in. Ready? Ready. Let's go. Da, 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 da. come on Jack. He beat me to it. Is it
3: nice?
5: Come on. Yay! <laughs>
2: Have
5: a wild swim on the Isle of Skye. come on, go in, go in, in. Come on, then.
1: Hello. How are you all? I hope you are all okay. Cause I am. <laughs> so I'm back out on a solo on Dartmoor and it feels like the first time in forever. <sighs> Definitely not, not as deep as last time, but access looks a little dodgy, but I've got to go and have a look. I am so hot definitely need to cool off. That spot there looks really deep. So that's where I'm going to head. I'm going to try and get in here somewhere. It looks like an affinity pool. It goes off just over the edge. (laughs) Not bad views, eh? Oh, right. I've got to get in. Oh, look at it. Oh yes. Oh yes.
6: Across one person. And oh, no, it's always the way. It's always the way. <laughs> and you're in my favourite spot. Oh, I'm not really well. I won't be done. No, no worries. No, you, you take your time. Oh, amazing. Yeah, all this freedom and you come across somebody else. No, Excuse me.
1: <laughs> <fine. laughs> what a funny old day. <laughs> Probably got makeup everywhere. Oh, so <laughs> not often you bump into a naked man on the moors, is it? <laughs> but.
7: Last week was the hottest and sunniest we've had all summer long, at least up until now. On days like these I like to spend as much time outdoors as I can. And we are so very lucky that we live in the middle of beautiful and quiet countryside, surrounded mostly by bird song and the leaves rustling in the wind. So one evening last week, we decided to go on a walk to our local lakes for a wild swim. It's one of my absolute favorite places in our area, especially in summer. I like to jump in naked, feeling nothing but the cool water on my skin. There's something so exhilarating and freeing about wild swimming. If you haven't tried it and you have access to a body of water, somehow, somewhere, I would so very much recommend it. Once I'm submerged in the lake, it's really quite hard for me to get out of the water again. I feel like I turn into a water creature or something. I usually swim and float until I get too cold to bed for much longer.
8: It's tough to think that it's such a simple question. I'm like, why do I swim? And I, I don't know. I don't know. It is. It is. It is. It's one of those like really simple questions, but then I'm like, I don't even know. Like, I swim because I always have. I swim because I like it, and that sounds really plain. I think for me, wild swimming's uh, a break when you get in it demands so much of your attention that you kind of haven't got room to think about the sort of trivial stuff that you were worrying about previously is like how cold is it and like don't step on the jaggy rocks and like who are you swimming with are you swimming on your own are you swimming with your friends and what cake have you got at the end so yeah it's definitely a pause from sort of the madness that everyone has in their lives I guess. Yeah, I swim because it feels good. It feels good for my body. It feels good for my head, my mind. It feels good to be in the water, whether it's blowing a hoolie and it's choppy, um, or whether it's glassy calm and you just feel everything seamless and you're just, like, gliding through the water. It's just... it's such a good feeling. Do I swim because it makes me feel in control? Or, like having the position to have to take control, whether that's being in the water and being in control of your body and not freaking out because it's really cold and controlling your breathing, controlling your your muscles, but also controlling your head. Being in the middle of a big expanse of water, yeah, you can kind of feel a bit vulnerable and quite exposed but part of me is like keen to put myself in that position more and more often because I am finding the more I do it, the more I'm okay with it and the more I do feel in control of what I'm thinking, my thought process, my thought speed and being calm about the whole situation. Um, I think that's one of the reasons that I swim. I swim because it feels like I'm in control of me.
9: Hi everyone. So I have just got down from, I didn't go up there today. I went kind of there. (laughs) I decided to give myself a bit of a break. So today just showing you a little bit of wild swimming, really wild swimming. So usually I come with my equipment, like uh, we, we are somewhere near the lake with the car or staying somewhere, have my dry road, my shoes, this all kind of makes it easier, including tea and not have to really walk too far back to the car or back to where you're staying. That's just for winter while swimming. I find that really works. But today I've been on this walk and I knew this lake was here. I walked here with my group the other day, really wanted to swim in it and thought, you know what? I'm just going to go in. So I'm going to drop my clothes off and I have a scarf here.
7: <laughs>
9: then I'm going to dry myself with because why not I'm not going to stay in this long so normally I do 5 to 10 minutes most of the time around 5 or 6 is my good my hands stop kind of being numb then and I find that that's a really good way to know that I uh, have like got the benefit so I'm going to just drop in I don't even have my costume so skinny dipping it is <laughs> and then I'm going to give you a little bit of that hopefully the sun will keep shining on me and um, I'll do an update after. So if you, yeah, just get in. If you can, get into mother nature, get into her lands, into her waters. So good. So I'll see you after. That was absolutely amazing. So no equipment, no shoes, no dry robe, and I just got dried with my scarf because I forgot all my stuff. I didn't expect to go in, but I feel invigorated now. I'm gonna have a little meditation, then I'm gonna walk back up the hill and head home. So thanks everyone. hope this inspires you to do something crazy today. It'll totally be worth it.
10: Five years ago, I had a burnout. I didn't really understand what that meant. But I guess as long as there's no societal changes, burnout will always remain a major problem. Maybe that's a little different this year. But like me, who was affected, I had two choices. To fight the symptoms or see that as a signal to change my life dramatically. So that's one of the reasons why I enjoy going for a dip all year round. And I find myself in a beautiful waterfall in November. It was actually so nice that I didn't want to leave. I see each dip as a learning experience tuning in with nature. But this one I thoroughly enjoy. The water wasn't as cold as it has been. Maybe the rain warmed it up. But I just found I really enjoy the power of the water at the moment, even though it's not so clear. But that's what I love about nature. It gives with one and takes with the other. So I'm just enjoying the new balance.
11: I was, you know, desperate to find my way back to me and I couldn't it didn't matter what I did, I just couldn't find it. I think that was part of it that getting poorly, either you know, depression or you know the anxiety, all of it, the panic, the sleep loss, it took completely away my confidence in life. the sea brought it back. I was kind of going through life doing what we all normally do, you know, working very long hours, um, looking after family members, trying to keep, you know, everybody happy, trying to go to everything that everybody was inviting me to. Thinking you're doing all of the right things in being extremely busy, but all of a sudden became really, really tired, really exhausted, horrific fatigue, and just could no longer carry on. It was almost like my poor brain and body just crashed through severe exhaustion. Um, And through that, I pretty much had a nervous breakdown, which was, in, in a way, a breakdown of my nerves, and got something called myoclonic jerking, which is where my muscles went into kind of a nervous state, so whilst I was just trying to rest at night-time, my muscles would keep jumping. And the only kind of reason or cause that the neurologist could come up with was that I'd completely exhausted my body. There was points at night, because I wouldn't sleep for entire nights, because my body was doing something on its own that I had no control over, and it was... You know, it was petrifying, I was petrified. I would be lying in bed all night long, not being able to sleep, and obviously through severe exhaustion as well. You're very emotional because I was (laughs) so tired. So I would often just lay awake and cry. it It was one of the loneliest times I feel that I've had in my life so far. So I'd find myself kind of out very early morning with my camera because I really like taking sunrise um, photos and I'd go down to Battery Rocks and just sit and wait for the sunrise. And so that's where I met some of the Battery Rocks swimmers and I met Mike. And the swimmers kind of found me really and invited me to start swimming with them.
12: I try and go every day, whatever the weather, in fact sometimes the weather is, is part of the whole experience. And sometimes you just meet people that you feel you've known for all your lives. And I, I love swimming with Katie because she's a very it's a very calming influence to have one other person swimming at the same speed and with the same style.
11: Mike kind of came along at the right time, really, and I look back now and think how amazing in the sense of that it was meant to be, which you can only ever link up the dots, can't you, when you look back. You get in, you know, it's freezing cold, you get this real rush of that you're doing something that's completely out of the ordinary, but it it really kind of energises you and it's something that makes you feel really proud of yourself because you feel like you're doing something that's quite brave. And I think what had happened with me, because I'd got poorly, was all my confidence was completely knocked out of me. It made me feel brave again and gave me a tiny little bit every morning of me back that I'd get out and think I can swim in the sea so there's a part of me still there and you know my son hasn't lost his mum and I haven't lost me and slowly that little bit of bravery and it was a really long time but it it kept creeping back in that I'd walk away and feel a little bit like I had. A tiny little bit of strength and a tiny, tiny bit of capability left. The sea was something that kind of offered me its own support in a way that I felt looked after by it and supported by it because I could just get in and let myself kind of be, like I said earlier, a bit, be part of something that's bigger than me. There's something just incredible about being out in the sea at dawn, kind of out in the middle of the bay, and you're just, sometimes we stop, Mike and I, and we just kind of tread water and float there, and you're just looking at the sunrise, and it just feels like it's just you and the sea and the sun. It doesn't feel like anything else matters. You know, work, running homes, food shopping, cooking, you know, we all do it. We all get involved and head up in all of those things, all of those have-tos and all of that busy. But being in the sea and being in the calm of the morning kind of reminds you that we're just part of the natural earth. And and if we don't spend enough time doing that, our poor bodies and minds completely get overloaded and can't cope.
13: go into cold water, when we put ourselves into cold water, we have a number of different physiological processes that happen, and they tend to happen in fairly strict time order. So initially, when we go into cold water, we start to cool the skin very rapidly, and that results in something called the cold shock response. Now that cold shock response uh, includes an inspiratory gasp, and then rapid hyperventilation or rapid breathing, an increase in blood pressure, an increase in heart rate. That can peak at about 30 seconds to a minute and last for a minute or a couple of minutes before then gradually settles down and you're able to uh, talk in full sentences like we are now and then swim away. After, After you've got over that cold shock response, from about uh, ten, five to ten minutes onwards, you'll start to cool the superficial muscles and nerves of the body, and particularly the uh, the nerves and muscles in the in the arms are particularly prone to this. And what happens as a consequence is that you get a reduction in uh, muscle strength. And also the nerves start to fire more slowly. And so from this, what can happen is something called swim failure in which your stroke may become uncoordinated in order to keep your airway above the surface of the water. And then following that uh, reduction in uh, muscle and nerve temperature, we can also then start to cool the deep body. We won't reach deep body temperature of 35 degrees, which is considered a clinical hypothermia, uh, for about 20 to 30 minutes after immersing ourselves in the cold water. Now, we normally operate our body temperatures around 36 and a half, 37 degrees. So it's going to take time for that deep body temperature to cool. But when it does, we tend to start to experience um Uh, Areas of emission, uh, we become a little bit more introverted, our peripheral vision may start to close in on ourselves. Um, And so we become less aware of the uh, surroundings that we're in. And this can become particularly hazardous. And then really the final part of a cold water immersion is actually the exit from the water. You, You still continue to cool even though you've exited the water. And so swimmers need to be aware that. They're exiting the water is not the end of their cold water swim, and in order to recover uh, well, we need to take provision of rewarming properly before driving or operating heavy machinery. So they're really the processes that are involved in uh, a cold water immersion or a cold water
6: swim. That's What's it like sitting in the spell on the ice? It's cold. Pretty cold. My feet are actually under the under the ice. I tell you, don't take no chances. Just relax, take a few minutes, and away on. I tell you that ice was thick, thick along here. Look at that there, that is thick. But hey, it is what it is. But I tell you, I'm not sitting here too long. Oh, see the old fingers. Oh, that's a... <laughs> ha I get it, the worst of fingers, but fingers like sausages. Take your time, make sure you can get out. Give yourself time to get out. Don't be the big bravado. I love no bravado today. I feel sufficiently chilled. I'm out of here. I'm not going to put a time on out and out of the way. At the moment,
13: the arguments and the science behind uh, the harmful effects of cold water immersion is vastly more developed than the the potential uh, for cold water immersion to do good. And at the moment, um, we have a lot of the scientific literature in the harmful area, which is uh, which is, it has been known for a number of years. It's now only recently that we're starting to look at the potential benefits of cold water immersion. However, it's not going to be a benefit for everybody. And at the moment, we're still in the process of gathering anecdotal reports and some uh, very small scientific studies. So. Evidence that we've collected and, and we've been told about include the, the potential for improved mental health as a consequence of cold water immersion. Now again, this is still anecdotal evidence, but it's starting to become quite um, starting to become quite a cohort of individuals that have uh have suggested they've benefited from that cold water immersion. Um, And in fact, we have published a case study of an individual who uh, did have symptoms of depression since uh, swimming in cold water reduced the medication is now or was uh, when we last spoke to them um, off the medication for depression. So there are small pockets of information that need to be built on in terms of the research science.
12: Hi, my name is Paul Curry. I go sea swimming for the uh, connection to the, the planet that I feel with uh, whenever I'm in the uh, in the water. It's very much for my mental health, and it really combats my anxiety and depression that I uh, that I have, and um, I refuse to say suffer from. It's just part of me, um, and um, it, I find it helps not just myself but many other people as well too, especially during lockdown. But it's um, it's been brilliant. Uh, This epiphany that the ocean is like a huge big duvet that connects all the uh, edges of the uh, continents. So when you're in the ocean, you're touching everybody else. And it's just beautiful. It really is a a beautiful connection to the rest of the planet.
11: You have always dreamed of wild swimming alone in a clear mountain lake. Then watch my video and I will show you how you can do it. Visit another dimension. It's all very simple, just follow my road and you will not
14: get lost.
15: from the mountains, yes, Let's get The water temperature, last time was 11 degrees. 12 and a half today. So, a little bit warmer. It's good. That's just like pure mud in there.
2: Hmm.
15: I've had to move away from that mud, so it's a lot deeper, nicer water here. No mud at the bottom. (laughs) Let's give it a go. Water temperature here is 11.8. Marginally warmer than it was last time. Okay, going in. It's fresh. I'm out and get these wet clothes off. Just making a nice hot drink now. coffee and some chocolate oh it's a really good idea if you're gonna go in cold water to have a nice hot drink afterwards oh yeah cool warmed up again
4: we taken to dipping our toes in the freezing cold water around Scotland, some say it's the thrill of the chill. That feeling you get when you take your first plunge into the freezing waters and your heart rate rises as every blood vessel in your body contracts. But once you're over the initial shock and gaze around you, there's something about being in water that brings everything alive. You feel immersed in the wildness of it all. The initial numbness starts to subside and you begin to feel an inner warmth and happiness. many choose to swim in solitude, there's nothing like the companionship of a group to share the experience. Since lockdown, lots of us have gathered at beaches, lochs and rivers to unitedly reconnect with nature. There's always a mix of those in wetsuits, the skins, who wear nothing but a cosy, and those that are simply there for a casual duke. But all are there with a common aim, to jointly experience the joy and happiness the water brings as it dissolves our worries and anxieties away, even if it's just for a little while.
14: So I didn't swim at the infinity pool bit because I went in a pool further up, which was really nice, shoulder deep, got in, uh, yeah, whatever, loving it. Looked down the valley and there's this chap like coming up the mountain, but it was on the other path. So I thought, oh, he's not going to be coming that way then. So he spots me and then he turns around and comes up my path so he could watch me swim. I thought, weird. Um, Anyway, he walks up that path so far and then sits down, gets his book out, and I swear, I'm not even joking here, gets his binoculars out and starts doing this at me so he can see me better. So anyway, I took my time getting changed there. I thought, I want to go to the Infinity Pool. Um, Anyway, I was there for ages and ages. I walked down to the Infinity Pool and he's just watching me, like, no shame, just watching me, all eyes on me, watching me getting undressed, getting in, and getting out and then getting undressed so yeah um, I just walked past him didn't say anything and now he's coming after me, he's coming this way like I'm not scared because he's an old chap and I've come faster than him but it's not the point is it it's an unwritten rule like if someone's there swimming and getting changed you don't look at them do you but this obviously freaked Todd does anyway I'm going back to the car now Oh, I found a nice little spot. Oh, see,
2: imagine I was able to have brought my stuff over here. Wow, it's so pretty here. Oh, wow. What the heck? No fishing. I'm not going to. Oh, I could see a tadpole in the water. Oh, my God, a tadpole. Oh, I have to show you. I have to show you. Oh my gosh, look at it. I'm putting you guys under to see this tadpole. I'm okay, Calm down. That scared me. I'm not I'm not gonna even lie to you when I looked at the island like this island again today from my starting spot. Oh I kind of thought no way. I doubted myself, but rule number one, don't doubt yourself. I hid my bag and everything in, well, I didn't really hide it very well. I hid my stuff behind a tree. So all we've got to do is hope that no one finds it and runs off with my stuff, because if they do, I will have no clothes, <laughs> no phone. Um. wow. I found a cool spot. No, nothing. Oh, this spot is wicked. I don't think you're ready for this. Oh, <gasps> look at the day. Oh my gosh, they are absolutely stunning. I love daisies, they're beautiful. All right, I'm ready for this. All right, guys, say goodbye to the island. Goodbye island. I'm gonna start my journey back, fucking freezing. Right, let's hope my stuff hasn't been stolen by someone. Ooh. Out we go. All the times I've been here, I've never seen anyone else, even like remotely near, nearby. But this time, today there's like people everywhere. there's like three people.
5: Bit dramatic Beth.
2: Someone just told me that oh, he was really, he was really, really nice, actually. He like called me back into the shore and said that you're not allowed to swim here. I was like literally dying like a drowned rat. I was like, sorry, I'm so out of breath. And he's like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah, you can't swim here. So that was the last wild swim in Raysbury, but it was a damn good one. And we went out with a bang, which is nice.
15: The hunt for a swimming spot. Begins. This is gorgeous, isn't it? Jackpot. We have found a little slice of paradise on the side of Coniston Water. We've set up camp and we are going to get in. It's going to be refreshing, isn't it, babe? It's going to be cold. It's going to be really blooming cold.
8: (laughs)
7: I am planning to now go wild swim which I know as soon as I touch the water I'm going to regret but I'm going to do it anyway.
14: or for the English speakers Lake Bala and we're in the middle of a cloud inversion. Can't see (laughs) nothing!
9: side of the water to get down safely. I've gone totally the wrong way.
5: Go over this tree. towards that side because there's some rocks in the middle.
16: So I was totally delighted to talk today about the discomfort of swimming. It's like, tell you the truth, you know, quit all this, the water's lovely. What's really going on out there is that it's cold and it's uncomfortable and it's sometimes uh, terrifying. I've got two children, there's no me time in my life, there are no mini breaks, Uh, you know I haven't been to the toilet by myself since 2011, you know let let alone kind of go away with friends or anything, but uh, it was decided last year that there was enough flex in the family system that I could be allowed out of the domestic and working environment for a couple of days, so we set our sights on going to Lockhorn in Scotland. We identified the swim as really special because the water's really clear. It's in this absolutely epically stark and beautiful place, which is just what I like. It was a good distance for us. I, there was this kind of 10 kilometer swim. So it's long enough to be a push, but not, not so far that the fun's entirely, you know, rubbed off the whole expedition. It's been unseasonally cold last winter, and that was the discomfort that I feared the most. We get to the lock at the exact time that the tide's going in. Well, like, had perfect. We're going to get that push that we were looking for. So we jump off the boat with great glee, um, only to find an entire wall of jellyfish catching the tide in at the same time <laughs> as us. The water was just granular with moon jellyfish and then the worst thing of all, um, lion's mane jellyfish. Nobody on the boat knows. Everyone on the boat's got their own dramas and actually no one other than me seems to care and, uh, and I'm aware that I'm not going to die. I mean, I'm head to toe in neoprene. You know, I've got, it feels like kind of bracelets and anklets of fire after every swim or the tiny little bit of skin that's exposed to these things. But at the same time as being aware that I'm not going to die, it's a really, really uncomfortable feeling for me, having my beloved sea turn into something so hostile. And the point of my story is this, is that that might seem like the most disastrous mini break that anyone has ever taken (laughs) but it was kind of wonderful we're experiencing scotland and the lot in a way that we never could from the boat you know you've got to get in it you've got to be in there i guess with all that discomfort to get that feeling of sublime when i go for a cold swim i get out feeling sturdy with cold i get out feeling braver I get out feeling like more of myself. And there's a lovely footnote to that swim. We wanted to to put our aged faces in front of other people and say we are still valid. But maybe we also wanted to say more generously to the rest of the community, your everyday adventures are valid. Because, you know, we're not the fastest, we don't go the furthest. Nothing about what we do is the most extreme in the swimming world but it's still an adventure. It still pushes us beyond our nice padded, warm, cozy lives and takes us into a different space. So the next time you stand there and uh, regret what's ahead in your nice warm clothes, I warmly invite you all to strip and dip.
5: It's a bit colder than it's been recently. I can't swim into the wind I do think. Shall
9: we just pop here? With the seaweed?
5: I'm off here. I'm off. Here. <laughs> I'm <on. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> I'm off. warning? Go. <laughs>
10: bowsers,
5: Bowsers! What in this idiots! There's a <laughs> dog walker who is disbelieving I was going for a swim. Yeah. Armpits out, oh, burning armpits. Oh. <clears> easy you swim, it's
14: better, but it's that psychological get
9: moving.
5: We have to make out it's fun though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> lovely, lovely. Once you're in. Yeah, once you're in. <sighs> Not in for long though. <sighs> oh, we miscalculated the wind there actually. And it's really cold. The bits are outside the water.
9: It's quite nice
5: here.
9: <laughs> just, just behind the wall. Just here with the, the uh, crustacean life.
3: I've always loved water. I grew up next to it and so naturally feel a comfort when I'm around it. It really is the one place in this world where I find a complete sense of peace. Lockdown's been a difficult time for us all, but it's meant that we've been connecting and exploring more at home. And despite living in a city, there are still some amazing places for me to discover on my doorstep. As the world started to open again after the first lockdown, myself and cameraman Ben Harris set ourselves a challenge to wild swim every day for a whole month. Our goal, to rewild ourselves after spending weeks cooped up indoors. By swimming every day, we really hoped to improve our mental health and well-being, whilst also getting out for some much needed physical activity. But alongside this, we were both just so desperate for an adventure and wild swimming was our way to escape on one. Returning to the same place over time gave us a unique opportunity to witness some incredible wildlife, wildlife that I'm not sure we would have seen had we only come once. Coming back to that same spot also showed us that the river never stays the same. From one day to the next, the mood and feel of its waters would change in symmetry with the weather, making each dip an exciting new experience. This has been the perfect place to stay connected with nature. Wild swimming has long been known to have a significant health benefit. It relieves stress, calms anxiety and boosts your immune system. Having a place to swim has been a completely freeing experience throughout this pandemic. Every time I get into the water, it forces me to be present and to focus on my body and breathing. Through this process, I can completely forget the world outside the water, and it really is as if all my troubles are washed away. This place has become immensely special to me. It's meant so much to find a wilderness on my doorstep where I can come and escape the city hustle and bustle. Without a doubt, I will be coming back here. So why not get out there and see what amazing spaces you can find on your doorstep whether you live in a city, in a town, or in the countryside, there are always secrets to uncover.
0: There is a condition called acute pulmonary edema. It's a little bit like mountain sickness. So in other words, you get acutely breathless, um, as in altitude sickness, but, you, it, but it's nothing to do with altitude. You're in the sea. It's when you're in the sea and when you've been immersed, and it's all about facial immersion and big changes to your blood pressure. So what happens is your blood pressure starts going up through the roof and you feel very breathless. Uh, when you are taken to A&E, uh, when the doctors listen to your chest, they'll, they'll, they'll find fluid in your chest when they listen to your lungs and so on. And that's not fluid you've ingested, is no, it? No, no, no. This is fluid that your body has kind of redistributed around about your heart and your lungs into the wrong place. So it's a bit like heart. It's like a sort of temporary heart failure thing almost. Um, and it's perfectly treatable. What happens is that you just get given things, uh, drugs into your arms that will make you pass urine a lot and kind of dry your lungs out. Uh, and then it's, it's all over and it's fine, no problem, no long-standing long problem. It can indicate that some people uh, might end up going on to develop blood pressure at some later point, and obviously it's very frightening. You cannot breathe, you feel awful, and uh, you just can't breathe, basically, because your lungs are full of fluid. So again, that's another condition uh, which, when you go into A&E, if you're with a wild swimming party, then mention this one, acute pulmonary edema related to,
12: uh, to swimming and water immersion the past couple of years, open water swimming has grown massively. Part of the open water swimming scene that's seen a big boom is wild swimming. With more and more people discovering wild swimming and more locations popping up on a daily basis, people are now taking risks on where they can swim and how long for without checking whether it's safe. So without further ado, I'm Sean from Simply Swim and here are our tips to stay safe when wild swimming know your capabilities when going wild swimming you really should go with someone else but if you do go swimming alone make sure you trowel a float behind you on a cord in case you run into difficulties when wild swimming alone you should start with a moderate pace and build up your distance and of course keep as close to the shore when possible the biggest cause of injury is overestimating your own abilities Take care when entering the water. Some of the best wild swimming spots have steep cliffs, slippery rocks and other hard to get to entry points. So it's time that I sounded like your mum. Never run on wet rocks. Jumping into the water from a high point is a big no-no because you may not know how deep the water is and if there are any obstructions. Be safe, take your time, it's not a race until you're in the water. Think smart, injuring yourself before you even step one toe into the water is just plain silly. And remember, the water will be much colder than you expected.
6: It's sun's out, it's taps off. When the sun shines in Scotland, there's nothing better than stripping off all your clothes and jumping straight in the water. It is so tempting when the sun's out to jump straight into the water, but before you do, you should always have a quick word with yourself. Have you swum here before? Nope. Do you know how cold it is? No. Do you know how deep it is? No. Follow some basic tips before you swim. Tip number one is always test the water first. Walk in slowly, get your legs wet, get your chest wet, splash your arms, splash your back. Last thing you want to do is go straight in balls deep. Tip number two is to know your limits. Don't stay in any longer than's fun, and don't try and swim really far just to try and impress someone. Don't be a hero. Mister, can you save my float? It's away. I sure can, son. Leave this to me. Don't be that guy. And tip number three, because the best things always do come in threes. Hat tricks, hot cooked meals, threesomes. Tip number three is to bring a friend. Bring a friend to the threesome, eh? To the swimming, bring a friend to the swimming. Cause if you bring a friend, you've got someone to keep an eye out for you. But most importantly, who's gonna take that sweet shot of you jumping in to prove you were there?
5: Something to be mindful of is what's flowing into the river and where it's coming from. So this one just here flows out under a road and a railway track. And um, it's good to have a good sniff when it's been raining and to um, take a look on the water surface to see if there's any shining that would indicate something like diesel or other fluids that you wouldn't want to swim through. If there are and you decide to swim anyway, make sure you keep your face out of the water and certainly wash off when you get home afterwards. Much like you might see um, water bubbling up out of drains in the roads where the drainage system gets overrun in heavy downpours, you also get that um, feeding into rivers as well. find yourself swimming in an area next to where cattle are grazing and just remember that if uh, it rains it's gonna wash down anything off the fields into the waterway.
17: Okay, sewage free swimming. Now anyone who knows us knows we're pretty into wild swimming. We literally cannot recommend it enough for your health, your soul and the planet. But if you're gonna go wild swimming, it is sadly now a fact that in the UK, you have to check for sewage, as it's a pretty big problem at the moment. So how do you go wild swimming safely? To be very clear, any time that sewage has recently been disposed of within the water, it is categorically unsafe to take a dip and generally just pretty disgusting too. If you're a fair-weather swimmer and you usually only swim at popular spots where there's like lifeguards, then they should be testing the water and be able to tell you whether or not it's safe to swim. But how do you check to see if it's safe if there are not any lifeguards? Well, your local water company should be providing up-to-date information on their website, so that should always be your first port of call, but that's not always the case. For coastal spots, Surfers Against Sewage have an awesome interactive map which basically tells you if there's been any sewage alerts and if it's safe to swim. This is also available as an app. Now, for rivers and lakes, it is harder to check. The Rivers Trust website has a map, which you can kind of filter for near real time alerts. But at the moment, it only kind of covers like the Thames water area in England. Wherever you check if there has been a recent or live water quality or sewage alert, then you shouldn't be swimming. The other thing is to just use a bit of common sense. If the water looks a bit scummy, smells a bit, and if it's been raining a lot recently, then better to give it a miss. You don't want to risk getting ill.
12: We face an invisible threat.
15: It's in every drop of water from our rivers to our seas.
12: It's in the offices of the government willing to turn a blind eye and
0: the rusting pipelines of sewage companies, decades out of date. Who'd rather make you sick than pay for the infrastructure of modern life demands?
6: Thirty years ago, we took up the fight against sewage pollution.
12: At the ocean's edge, with gas masks and circles, we've stood up for our seas.
3: A lifeline for our ocean ecosystems and everyone and everything that relies on them.
0: Our campaigning means that less solid sewage now enters our ocean than ever before and whilst many more beaches now meet minimum water quality standards, we're a long way off achieving the excellent water quality we demand for all bathing
13: waters. And our Safer Seas service provides the only real-time water quality information across the UK.
2: But we are getting just as sick now as we were 30 years ago.
12: And It's not hard to see why. During last year's bathing season alone we saw almost 3,000 discharges of untreated sewage into UK coastal bathing waters. And over 200,000 into our UK rivers.
13: Our water quality testing regime is failing, ignoring some of the worst pollution incidents in our country.
12: Our government is turning a blind eye and water company fines are simply treated as business costs and fails to act as real deterrent. We're calling for it to stop.
2: We demand capable infrastructure for modern society
12: reinstatement of thorough water quality testing regimes with proper sanctions.
15: And the same highest standards of water quality for both rivers and the ocean.
6: Together, we'll see the UK become a world leader in water quality.
12: But to see it happen, we need more voices. We've grown bigger and more ambitious over the last 30 years.
2: And whilst this fight will not be won in a day,
6: it's the thousands of people like you
2: who care
3: about our rivers and oceans. That will help us achieve our ambition of ending sewage discharge into UK bathing waters by 2030.
12: We are surfers against sewage and we stand together. What about you?